bet a hundred on myself I've been all alone, ain't never need nobody else I'm at a top floor, sipping margaritas off the show Wish I had some competition, but it Props and Drops Nation, what is good? We are here for another episode, one that I am not looking forward to because Kalish will gloat and cheer and smear and I'm not sure what other adjectives I can throw in here but he is clearly going to talk a lot of Celtics basketball we are on the filming at the pre-dawn of the NBA finals uh Herms here which is always good uh the the NFT and alternative collectible market you know we've kind of talked about drops about sneakers and comics and sports cards but we've been so nft'd out i think we can i I did a little homework to make sure we could speak to that a little bit to offset some of this celtics propaganda uh and uh and we're back so kalish how are you i'm good you know i I felt like in the mid-season they needed me but now the results speak for themselves i don't know if i even have to really say anything you know when you've run the gauntlet when you've beat Kevin Durant, Kyrie, and the Nets, and then you beat Giannis and the and the Bucks, and then you go and you beat Jimmy Butler and the Heat. Now we're playing a bunch of, I don't want to say old men, but let's just say that the Warriors have been in 134 NBA Finals games combined, and the Celtics have been in zero. So I feel very youthful. I'm feeling very uh, like a spring chicken ready for the uh, regime change. So very excited. In episode 15, uh, Gary predicted predicted the Nets versus Suns, and our Matt Kalish predicted this exact matchup. I was worried this was going to get brought up literally like a week ago out of nowhere. You know, I'm like in between a meeting with like finance and like an issue pre-VCon, something intense. And I'm just walking to the bathroom in between two meetings. And I'm like, this is funny how the brain works. Literally in between two very, one very intense meeting and one like troubleshooting important meeting. I go literally for a bathroom break and the brain decides to say, wait a minute. I think Kalish predicted warrior Celtics. (laughs) Um, And now I'm very upset to hear that that is confirmed. Yeah, it feels good. You know, it shows you that there's like the math and spreadsheet side of things. And then there's the like being really connected with the universe and with energy. And like this was more of just feeling the vibes, feeling the energy. You know, the suns just didn't have it this year. They looked like they were a sure in, but I just don't think they had it down the stretch. I don't know. Do you have any take on like what happened there? Like how'd they lose to the maths? What do you think? Um. I'm not sure. I think your point is incredibly well taken. I am incredibly insane when it comes to Jets football, meaning like, I just know. And because you're just in it, you've got math and energy. And, you know, it's funny when you say connected to the universe, I do think of you, Kalish, as someone over the next decade or two going off the reservation, growing out your beard, living in a mountain, um, eating only very rare berries from the forest and meditating for 19 hours a day. So hearing you speak about your spirituality in the context of basketball affirms my intuition. Yeah. I think you're probably right. I think you're right. <laughs> can we just can we just click that? I just want to click that, that to with clipped. the yeah, not even the next part. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, I do, I do like me some math. I talk to a lot of really sharp NBA, NBA people. I'm looking at all this, like half the time, what I say is totally wrong. You know, I was like in the heat series, Al Horford's out game one. I'm like, whatever, no big deal. They'll just kind of make it up. And then Haralibus is like, nope, he's like the second most important person. Let me explain why math, 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 math. We get blown out in game one, you know. So I think I think there's definitely a little bit of like, um, or a lot of a lot a bit of value in the math. But I also think people underestimate a lot of the time, like really experiencing, feeling things. You just sense, like when you watch the Celtics, you just get the sense, like it's their time. Something special is going on there. Um, the culture of the team is just like different. You, you know. know what's you funny? Know you know what's funny? I really was, you know, I haven't, and, and again, my prediction makes a ton of sense because once the Knicks were in big trouble come early winter, I just, and then January hit and the friend series two and VCon absorbed my life. I was incredibly out of touch when I made those predictions. I was stunned that the Mavs were able to beat the Suns, like stunned. Like, yeah. like and, and I think people that maybe were in the pulse had a, had a bigger belief of that potentially. I think a lot of people were still surprised, but you know, I think, I think that, um, I think that it's really, it actually makes me happy the way it played out because I think people that put in the work of fandom should be rewarded. I went to the Rangers game last night. Uh, my son's gotten super into the season finalies into hockey yeah. and, you know, playoff hockey in person is like one of the great sporting events of all time. Like, and I was sitting around and I was from 91 to 94. I watched almost every Rangers game. And so when they had five of the 94 Rangers at the game, they showed them on the jumbotron I nerded out to my friend, Tyler. You guys know Tyler Schmidt. Tyler went with us as well. I nerded out to Tyler about like Mike Hartman, like, 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 like esoteric players that people didn't even know were on the team in 94. And the Rangers are winning and they won the game last night and they scored six goals. So you have six celebrations, right? And every time they scored, I'd look around and I was like happy for the real fans. I'm like, I'm at this game. I watched one regular season game, right? I'm here because I want to, you know, build on my son's interests. I, it's really cool for me because I was a diehard from 86 to 94, like diehard, eight seasons, nine seasons of watching every game to pretty much predominantly every game. Uh, and, and so it was super fun, but I was most pumped for the diehards. And so like for me, for you, like you're a real diehard right? Celtics fan, actually, really. And so like, boy, am I rooting for Warriors in four because I don't like the Boston Celtics in any shape or form, but I do like when the real fans get rewarded. Like the entire thing with the Warriors drives me batshit crazy because there were six people in the stands pre this run. That city did not support that team in any shape or form. Yeah. So for all my drudges with Boston, that's a real sports town. Yeah, I don't know how fair or not it is to say, but like when we were playing the Heat, my joke was like, 
he don't have any fans. It's going to be influencers. They don't. It's gonna they be don't. Celebrities. They don't have clout, right? Not only they that, did you want, they, they don't even like sell out. Like it's the wild. Miami is a atrocious sports town. Yeah. Miami yeah. is a joke of a sports town. Yeah. And I think Golden State has a little bit of that. I mean, they have had well, a- Well, Golden a State streak. has Poser City USA. Yeah. Like all those tech, you know, founders making pretend they're real warrior fans. Like big shout out to Jim Lanzone. He's now, I think, the CEO of Yahoo. Harm, did you work with Lanzone back in your CBS days? Yeah, I think I'm so, more concerned. You call it Yahoo or Yahoo? Yahoo. That's just not right. Got it. So Jim Lanzone is the CEO of, say it, Herm, because we want to say it properly on the show. Yahoo. Um, that's what I said, Yahoo. No, it's different. Can you say it in English? Yahoo. Thank you, Matt. Wait, but let me say it, Yahoo. You're adding like an H in the middle. Like you're adding a, a harder H. Yeah. Jamie, you're can basically come saying Jamie, it, can you come you're on saying right it now? Y-E-A. Jamie, are you still yeah. there? Can you? Yahoo. Jamie, go off me. Jamie, am I saying it wrong? It does sound like you're doing a little bit of a Yahoo. <laughs> I would go Thank you, Jamie. Yahoo, right? Got yeah. it. Thank you, yep. Jamie. Okay, so please, nice. please leave really Jamie. Nice. Um, <laughs> so Yahoo. Great. Thank you. This is huge for me. When you learn something yeah. new every day. So Yahoo. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah. It's like language of origin, please. Jim Lanzone, <laughs> big shout out to him. I've known him for years. Real, real, real Golden State Warriors fan. He, he can speak very heavily to Mitch Richmond. He can speak very heavily to Chris Mullen. He can spe- spend a lot of time talking about the drudges of the 80s. The people that are at Warrior Games today, like literally didn't even know Golden State was in Oakland the year before the run started. Yeah. So I'm with you, Kayla, for all my anger towards the incredible success of the last two decades of Boston sports as a New York sports fan, at least it's a real sports town, whereas Miami is a joke and Golden State's a joke. That's just the truth. Well, there's so many, you know, really wealthy bankers and VCs and tech entrepreneurs and everything. It's, you know, people have the money to go splash around look, and look, be there. That for happens. The that listen, that's how going on in Boston and New York too. I think the difference is the Boston, New York people that are throwing around the dollars liked the team when they were kids and didn't have the dollars, right? Yeah. Whereas there's not a soul sitting courtside and in the first five rows in Golden State that like was a diehard Warriors fan and actually ate those 20 years, 30 years of garbage. They just didn't. Like, of course, by the way, on the record, I'm gonna get a tweet, I'm gonna get a picture. Of course, there's 5% of them that did. But in Boston mm-hmm. and New York, 70% of the people did. Yeah, I think that's right. There's no stadium or arena or whatever I've been to where people are really there for the game, like Boston, like, uh, like you know, yeah. ED Garden. Everyone's there for the game. Everyone's zeroed in. Nobody's there for yeah. status, Ma- clout, whatever. Mad- Madison Square Garden's so thirsty that the 90% that are there for the game are so insane they absorb the 10% celebrity row thing that the garden has a little bit more than Boston. Yeah. Yeah. And you have some real serious, you know, the teams support the teams. One person I noticed who's been to like 
every game is Damian Harris. He's just there. He's like really, really there That's every cool. game. He's really, really checked in. You know, there's a lot of support between the teams uh, I've noticed. And it's just like a great moment in time. I think Fat Joe, Fat Joe is at every Knicks game. He was at the Rangers game last night. So big shout out to Fat Joe. He's locked in. Yeah. Yeah. Lean Gotta back. Lean back, Herm. Yeah. So series predictions. Obviously, like I I think I, I think if the Celtics if the Celtics get to six, it'll be a successful series. I don't think they match up well. I just think the Warriors have too much firepower. I think Draymond is one of the few people that does what Marcus Smart does. So that's an interesting equalizer. And I, it, it depends on how big Boston can play. And that's where I'm a little undereducated. I'm a little more locked in now because I've been watching more. Um, I, there's two things that concern me about Boston since you'll take the Boston route. One, can they play big enough? Because playing big, I think, is the one thing that could really help them against the Warriors, right? Because the Warriors are small. I just don't know, you know, obviously Robert, like Williams, like there's some stuff like, and even Tatum and Brown in theory could play big, go into the rack and things of that nature. But, but I don't know. The thing that really concerns me about Boston is I think the East ended up being pretty weak. The Nets had their drudgems. Uh, the Bucks didn't have Middleton. And the thing that really concerns me is the last several minutes of the game the other night. I still think for some reason, and boy, are they talented. There's just no debate about it. It's going to be interesting to see because they're both so young and especially Tatum, who I think everybody feels has a leg up from a talent standpoint and even like just that it factor. I just don't think Tatum can be that quiet. And he had a monster shot. Like, let's not, Let's let there be no confusion. That inbound turnaround, <laughs> that was so sick, which me and AJ were watching and I said, that's the game. That shot was so big, right? So I don't want to take that away from him. But from that minute on, it still felt like there was three minutes or something like 12 seconds, something like that. I still think it's weird that they might not have that venom. And I think the other side has a lot of venom. And I think that might be the series. So for me, it's a 4-2 I've teetered on 4-1. I think it could go that way. If the Celtics go to seven and lose, every part of my body will say that they are going to win a title with this crew. Like, mm -hmm. if the Celtics go to seven and lose, I'm going to be like, damn it. These next two, three years, they're going to get the right free agent. Like, one more piece, and it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, but, but, I, but I do think it's going to be 4-2. Golden State. Cage? Yeah. I think... Um... Let's just assume everyone's healthy, which yeah. I think is always a little bit of a question. Mm -hmm. Robert Williams, you know, day to day. But let's assume everyone's healthy. You know, there's, I think, a couple things on my mind. One is, can Celtics like meet the moment? E.g., they're all like very green. Ime Adoka, first year coach, zero lifetime NBA finals games combined across the whole team like even Al Horford I think Al Horford's like 35 been like a star in the league forever just never made the finals you know nobody else on the Celtics you know was traded over from a finals team so can you kind of meet the moment and it's obviously like contrasted heavily by the fact that the Warriors have been there a million and one times I think if I'm remembering the stat correctly it was like 134 games in the finals combined across the, the roster. 
So it's like clear experience advantage of like being in the moment. And so it's like, can the Celtics rise to that moment? And I don't know. My first thought is like, ooh, they were in a couple pretty tough spots already. They were down 3-2 against the Bucks on the road and then had to win two in a row. They were, you know, disappointed in game six at home against the Heat and then had to go on the road for a game seven after Jimmy Butler just like shredded them. Everybody was saying like, you know, Tatum fucking blew the game, whatever. They've, they've met every moment so far and they've gotten the job done. So I'm inclined to think like they can get it done, but will it be like without any shakiness? I don't know. Um, what I do think is Steph Curry has been 100% carrying the team. I think like Clay is pretty much the, the best days are, are past. I think like Steph is carrying Clay at this point. I think um, you never know when Draymond's getting ejected in the first quarter for some kind I, of bullshit. I, 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 I will say <laughs> that, you know, 32 points on eight of 16 from downtown for Clay against the Mavs on the 26th of May, seven days ago. Yeah, he had a good game. <laughs> you know. But I think general consensus around yeah, I mean, he, I mean, those are, of the he's, season. Yeah, he's 32 years old and hasn't played in two and a half years, right? So. Yeah, yeah. Like Steph Curry made second team all NBA over Devin Booker. And that was like the number one thing people were, they were just like, that's just a mistake. People don't appreciate how much Steph was just dragging Clay the whole season, carrying the team, you know. And then there's this other factor too, which is like Jordan Poole, who's dirty, dirty, dirty scorer. I mean, he's yeah. insane, is atrocious on defense. So it's like, they are a good defensive team, but they're yes. not a good defensive team with Jordan Poole on the court. It's really just the lineup where he's not on the court. And so I think there might be moments where we can go on runs, where we can score. And it's like, yeah, Jordan Poole will probably score like 28 points or something, but we're going to score 40 points in the quarter where he's on the court. Yeah. So I'm just like, can they kind of keep it together long enough? Can they meet the moment? Can they capitalize on like the the specific, you know, don't, uh, don't, parts don't, of the game? Don't you feel, don't you feel like in, you know, the Sixers, um, re- the Sixers when Embiid got hurt and Middleton getting hurt, like, I think it really worked out for Boston this playoff run. Like, you know, I don't think, I don't think the Heat are all that. Like, I understand they had a good regular season record. They won it. Like, I get it, but like, I don't know. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, that's that's going to be the most interesting part of this series. Yeah. You know how weak it was the East with the injuries, be, because I think the most interesting part for me was what. What I'm 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 actually surprised the Bucks were able to do that much without Middleton. Yeah, yeah, there definitely was reason to think the Bucks may have been a better team. I mean, people often overestimate how much one player matters. You'll yeah. see in the sports book, like yeah. Middleton comes out and the spread goes down one point, or it goes down like a point yeah. and a half, but people think it's like ten points or something because you're missing you know, one of your top players. Yeah. So I don't think it's that material. 
Another one I saw was like um, game one. I think it was like Horford and Marcus Smart were both out in game one and the line moved like three points. So we're like, okay, we're missing two starters, defensive player of the year, probably second most statistically important guy and it's three point difference. So it's like, I give them credit with, with or without Middleton, but I do think you're right. I mean, Bucks were clearly, you know, at a disadvantage there. Herm, what do you got to add to this? Um, Warriors in six is plus 550 on DK Sportsbook. And I feel like that's an opportunity for GV to chuck some money on this thing. If they just can close it out right. there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, what about you know, Warriors? What about Warriors in five? Um, stay tuned. Yeah, you won't get as good of odds because that's at plus four fifty. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't. In a world where the Celtics didn't the Celtics how many home games did the Celtics lose to the Heat? One or two? What am I like? I'm, I'm no, I'm talking about Kalish. I witnessed that's... one person. I think it was only one, but I think they only played one at home against the Heat, and they lost several. At least, I think. Will you just get them. in there? I said yes to Ohio State immediately or Iowa State immediately. I mean, just get in. You you were in, and now you're out. What? <laughs> I don't even understand what you're saying. I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do, do you want to make a bet with me? Huh? No. Oh okay, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll make a bet. I'll make. Okay. A, you think they're going to win in six? I don't. <laughs> what do you think? That's a little easy. I want, I'll take the worst of it a little bit and take series, just series bet Celtics. You can have Golden State. I think you're getting, what's the current market right now, Herm? Is it minus 130 Golden State plus 150 Boston? Um, As we yes. sit here right now. NBA. Minus 150 plus 30. Yep. Yeah. Plus 130. Correct. Yeah. So I'll take the worst of it. I'm a homer. I'm a sucker. No, no, I don't need, hold on. I don't need to. I need to understand what's going on here. I wanna, I wanna win big in Herm's space. I'm just on the app. <laughs> That's all I care about right now. There's the NBA. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. We're going real, real, like intense transition right into drops right after this. FYI. Go ahead. We're now. Yeah, well, I'm just. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've. Okay, we got to talk about. We have to. Talk, I don't know what you're even looking up. Like, where are you? Right I'm looking now? all sorts of fun stuff. Like, yeah, series uh, correct score. You guys have everything here. Yeah, you're going. You guys hire nothing but math nerds. All right, I'll, I'll do a quick. Oh, look drop. at this! Winners oh, of gosh. each game. This I want to do actually. <clears throat> Golden State game one. Golden State game two. Golden State game three. No, it's impossible. Who's home in this series? Golden State. And is State. it is the NBA Finals now two two one 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 again? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and home court is just whoever won more games in regular season. So Golden State won that. Golden State. This is really fun. What is going on? Are you have Excel? Open? I'm looking. I'm looking at NBA final props on on. Who wins the game? So, like Golden State game one, Golden State game two. Mm-hmm. There it is, plus 2,500. Golden State game one, Golden State game two, Boston, Boston, Golden State, Golden State. I don't think Boston wins game four. 
She's going to predict so, the whole series. So I need Golden State, Golden State, Boston. Yeah, I want to go for the jugular. Golden State, Golden State, Boston, Golden State is what I'm looking for. Golden State, Golden State. I can also see Boston winning game two for no reason and then getting beat up at home. So Kalish gets excited. You know what I'd love to bet on is like, is there any game where Draymond gets ejected? Because I feel like that's one of the angles here. You know, yeah, he could have been all defense first team or whatever, but that don't matter if he's not on the court. Plus, they're all old. I think of the Golden State as old. They're a bunch they of are old. How many yeah. more years can you hold on? They're gonna get this one. I it's think. impressive they got back. You start all right, hip, are we? Are you still injuries doing injuries and things like that? You'll be like. Steph Curry hip injury, slip and fall in the tub, whatever. You never know. When you're in your mid 30s, hooping the you way you guys have step in tubs. Yeah, it's oh. tough. It's tough to hold on. You saw even you saw some people break down. Like James Harden got like the worst time of anyone. He was just getting trashed. People were like, James Harden is is finished. You know, in the playoffs. <laughs> One year, and then you know he'll drop forty-one game or something. But like he's MVP a couple years ago, so you get old fast in the league. I wonder, you know, can they really hold on? What do you think? Um, I think Boston wins. Wow! Yeah, I hope Boston wins. Let's let's bet me and you. Big no, I'm out. (laughs) No, no, Matt's Matt's the better. I'm I'm like I'm never betting you again. Why? Nope. Yeah. Um, I'll also say if we do win, it's like dynasty alert, you know, rookie coach, young, 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 young team. I think the coach has been a little, I'm not sure I loved some of the stuff I saw in the Heat series, but again, it's such a small sample size, you know, much better. Has it been great? Yeah. Speaking about that. He's like the chillest guy in the world. He's like, so, so just laid back. You know, when he first was getting going first couple dozen games, I used to think he was almost like a little, a little passive. Like he wasn't, uh, there's a couple moments where I'm sitting there and I'm like, the game seems to be getting away a little bit. Why not convene, call a timeout, like talk to talk to people, slow this down. And he always seemed to be like a little bit passive, give a little bit more leash. But like, as the team has improved, he's still been doing that. He hasn't been, you know, he just sort of like has a lot of trust and the culture is so strong. He's getting so much leadership from like Marcus Smart, even people like Grant Williams, Tatum obviously is like just epic, epic guy. You know, everybody across the board, Al Horford as like a vet. It's like, what does he really need to do? You know, the people on the court can uh, hold each other accountable. The culture is there. So I feel like he kind of like understood the team and I was slow to the party there, but like after a few games, you know, a few dozen games, it, it became more clear. I think I just put in a $500 bet. Good point, dude. How did that go? Was Shout it on out. us? Sportsbook in New York now. There we go. Look at this. Look at Big this. Big bet alert. Big, Big bet alert. Golden State, Golden State, Boston, Boston, Golden State, Golden State. All right. So it's what, 28 to 1? 25 to 1? Yeah, 500. This is fun. 500 bucks. Yeah. One thirteen thousand. So Gary, what are we going to do with that 13 for 13 dimes on that bet? I'm Hopefully going to, uh, I'm going to double it down on a major bet with you in the football season this year. Oh, great. 
Um, all right, drops. A couple of things we're talking about. One, Please. life in general. What's going yep. on in the market? People are getting a little stressed. Should they be? What does that mean? Next is VCon. How'd it go? Let's hear from the source. Um, heard there were some really big time speakers. Let's talk about yep. that. Yep. And then last, but definitely not least, Rainmakers. Updates on the project. What's unique yep. and interesting? What yep. are people talking about? So I think we should talk about something that everyone's been waiting to talk about as they started listening to this and likely fast forwarded to this moment. There was a couple good speakers and um, I wanna, did you see any parts of, you know, my panel? You were at VCon? <laughs> Actually, Herm, I'd, I'd love, no bullshit. We haven't been- Oh my, what? Herm, no bullshit. Um, give everybody, don't try to make me feel good, but I'm asking mainly because the feedback's been 99% positive, so. Should I give I, the real feedback? Yes. Okay. Um, it was, it was kind of one of these like life, it felt like this like life moment where you like see something happening and you know it's kind of the part of the future and um, it's like cool to be there. It's like, this is, sounds ridiculous, but it's like Nirvana MTV Unplugged. This just came to me. It's kind of like that's a incredibly flattering, and I know what you're saying. Like, it really, it was the man. It was really cool. It was cool because if you, Kalish, I about, really, like, really hope you come next year. No, he's hundred percent coming next year. Hundred percent. Yeah, we're locking it in now. Yeah. Um, it um. Well, it no, listen, cool. Kalish is the best. This is what I really respect about him. Similar to me, because there's been a lot of stuff that we've tried to do all together as well. Family first, right? So I will not lock in the date without speak Kalish is the only person that will have say on next year's VCon. Wow. I will, I will give, I'll be like, hey, here's the date. What do you think? I've actually been thinking about pushing it a little bit into June. And so no. don't let it touch summer. Well, I mean it okay. Fine. Early June's fine. Okay, back to this. Um it was kind of cool watching. I mean if you V V friends like Matt and I were supposed to go to Malibu and watch you draw these things and then somebody got COVID and then fast forward where it's launching and we're, we're having a sleepover and then to see what ha what that turns into is pretty incredible. Um, I think being a like close friend of yours, it's really interesting to see like the people and how they react. Like there were people like crying, like we were so excited to be there. Um, I think about my mom that instills just like kindness and i think the way you like set up this community to just like not cut in line and like be really nice and like introduce themselves and like nobody eats alone it felt like um felt like somebody like a, something like a high school principal should have like a real talk with their like students when they enter mm. um i thought that was really cool um i actually think I actually think the the stadium wasn't bad. It, it was huge, so it almost yeah, it like, like it's like times I, I, felt... you know. I think you probably heard like I'm trying to debate. Sorry to interrupt. Um, uh. I wanted to do a football stadium, and I wanted to do purple. People don't know I had a real secret agenda of Minnesota. <clears throat> I wanted it to be purple because that's like my message to the world. Like enough with this red and blue shit. Like nobody's a hundred percent Republican. Nobody's a hundred percent Democrat. And the symbolic nature of it is we need to become more civil to each other and get to the middle. Like 
I have plenty of tendencies that are less wildly socially liberal, and I have plenty that are very socially liberal. And and you know, I don't like eighth place trophies. I love ambition. I love competition. I love winning. But I also think kindness and empathy and compassion are imperative. And I just think most people are purple, and the world is pumping propaganda, both in traditional media, politicians for damn sure. And then people are getting triggered and doing it on social media of like pick a side, which is super fun in sports. Like, fuck you, Boston. But I don't mean it. Like half my best friends are from Boston. (laughs) I mean it from sports. It's like sports, like not real life. And so I I, uh, wanted to do it in a football stadium, but I do believe VCon, which had about 7,000, 6,500 to 7,000 entrance, I think, uh, participants tickets. I think next year will be the full 10,000. Now, one of the things that I did was downplay VCon, even to my own community. I knew it was a big event. And I was like, let me see how we handle this. So yeah. I didn't want to throw the kitchen sink in year one, but I'm throwing the kitchen sink now that I know we got it in year two. And so I expect 10,000. And when I think about it, so last night, ironically at the garden, I was like, damn, the lower bowl's 10,000. Like, like, the stadium was awesome, but when you have 7,000 people in a, in a place that holds 80,000 and you've got all access to the field and everything else, it was daunting. And I think a basketball stadium, hockey stadium is better for VCon. Yeah, my, my first reaction, you know, aside from just the, the positive sentiment, obviously everybody across social and, and you know, attendees seem to have a tremendous time, like really, really positive. I even saw like withdrawal tweet yeah. after VCon. It was like, yeah. oh, gee, I'm missing it. Um, you know, it's not something to take for granted that you can just pull off a giant mega event in a football stadium for like a multi, multi-day multi conference with a handful of months notice. I think it's a real testament to you and to the team uh, because even though maybe everyone just sort of takes for granted it's going to be great. There's a ton of work, tons of risks, tons of dependencies on a million things coming together perfectly. And, you know, I I remember watching this like um, movie. It was like the fire festival movie. It was like this guy, big ambition, you know, big party in Bahamas, 10,000 people, whatever you know, vision great, totally fucks it up, right? It's a big thing to pull off. You can't like, you can't do that without a tremendous organization. And just with the amount of kind of uh, uh, things you have going on, amount of efforts, amount of, you know, areas of, of, of focus, like the fact that you and team were able to put on such a great event, I think shows a lot of strength and like the engine of V friends. And like that, I think should build a lot of confidence that, you know, in the future, things that V friends say are going to happen are going to happen well, you know. So it was a confidence builder, I think, for the community, for the program. And like, congratulations. Thank not you, to man. do like the big pat on the back thing. You're like not looking for that. But um, I just know how tough that is as I've put on events at DraftKings that were much smaller and thought it was very hard. So congrats have, on that. I have one thing that I would do differently. Though. Please, please. I like I, um. So as a guy that doesn't one day will have a serious plug to at least buy in retail, but as a guy that spends a lot of time on StockX of like, I see, I see a pair of shoes that I want to buy them. I didn't, the merch thing, I think you should rethink completely. We, we're 100% rethinking. 
I said, I, I don't know if you caught my last keynote. I addressed it even on during the. Oh, I didn't. No. Yeah, I, just think I don't, I don't want to. Do, I, yeah, yeah. I don't want to do that. Like watching people run and like the only thing that wasn't kind was self inflicted. I wasn't close enough and didn't think enough about limited edition merch and the doors opened and it was WrestleMania. Yeah. But I actually don't think you need limited edition merch or at least, or at least no, no, for the no, no. team. We are definitely yeah. like, li I, like literally closing keynote was like, by the way, <laughs> there's going to be no limited edition merch in, in VCon 2023 because yeah. it was the one thing that created primal human. I get it. Like, there was a guy that I saw, I saw he bought a, he bought, by the way, I, I want one, but I didn't, I'm not cutting the line to the back. I think, I think a way to like rectify that with the team, with everybody though, is just place those sweatshirts available for sale and take how many orders and order them. Yeah. Yeah. You, you couldn't um, like literally like couldn't be more aligned. There's yeah. one, I, I want to do basketball arena, not football arena. Cause I think. It was awesome and I wanted it. And I had a lot of reasons why I wanted to be in Minnesota for a million reasons and purple, but I'm excited about what 10,000 people in a 30,000 person arena looks like and feels like. Cause yeah. the kickoff, were you at the kickoff party, Herm? Yeah. yeah. It's like a music festival. Yeah. It was like, that was awesome. And that was yeah. 4,000 people. And it was like, yeah. And VCon was insane and was like that in some ways, but the arena was so big. That all right, back to this. Did you yes. guys did you see anything about my panel? No, tell me though. No, we gotta we have to get brother. The whole I'm video. still yeah, get, it I is, can't wait. It was tell us fantastic. Tell us. Tell one, us. I'll tell you the one thing I saw, and then I want to hear the real full story. Was I was minding my business working, and then I get <laughs> like alert on my phone, and it was this, <laughs> this like Twitter notification that somebody had a picture at Herm's panel. And he was handing out these shirts that said, fuck Herm. And he was giving them to everybody at the panel. And I was just like, you know, that, that was a vibe. I thought that guy really felt, you know, Herm's place in the V Friends economy. It. So yeah, that was that was tremendous. I love the, the fuck Herm shirt. Do you have one? Did you like take one home with you? No, I didn't. My mother would really, my mother wrote me a, um, text message when she saw that that uh that tweet was not big, thrilled big bold print yeah <laughs> yeah it was that um it was me rich climbing and jasmine maeda maeda mm -hmm. and i mean i literally think we won vcon in terms of speakers or panel yeah climbing told me that his back hurt because he was carrying you on the panel no chance he said that <laughs> <laughs> Zero shot. <laughs> Herm, did um, you like it though? Was the panel good? Was like the was was the audience good? Like, did you, yeah, did, you really like your, did you like your cult status? Were there like definitely some Herm heads in the building? I mean, it's pretty funny to get off stage and uh, all right, get off that and, and people ask for you to sign something. I think that, that was like, <laughs> what anyway, that was giving mean, Kalish, you're gonna get mobbed next year. Mobbed. Like the first thing I was on, I was on a plane coming down. I'm sitting in the aisle and, and um, somebody walks up and somebody walks up like kind of from behind me, walks up, taps me and says, hey, are you Herm? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I am. He's like, where's Kalish? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not, he's not coming.
Anyway. I think we uh, should do a live great. props and drops at VCon 2023 in front of 10,000 people oh, right there. Let's yeah. see if you, let's prove that. Let's see if it happens. Let's clip what, that. What just happened? Clip it. What just clip happened? <clears throat> when did you become cynical cat? I don't like cynical cat. I like dialed in dog. Me too. Um, I like dialed in dog a lot, actually. Dio there's and some, I There's tennis. some real alpha. Very underrated character, in my opinion. Yeah. Dio and I played tennis with this guy, Jonah DJ, right. yesterday, mm -hmm. in two days ago in Vegas, and he has a dialed in dog. He's talking about the whole time. All right, let's go to Rainmakers. Okay. Matt, let's, let's have an update on this project. Oh, baby, here we go. Yeah, I've obviously been head down on Rainmakers football. We talked a little bit about, I think, maybe it's like 19, episode 19. We were talking about this Rainmakers football deal. It's really coming to fruition now quite a bit. There's, you know, some initial drops in market. Basic idea is the following, like DraftKings is really good at building games like fantasy sports, sports betting, whatever. Everything we do, we try to do big. We try to build scale, operate really effectively, you know. So we went out, did a deal with NFLPA. And so what that deal is, is build an NFT driven fantasy sports game that, you know, I think could be big. I'm thinking, you know, EA Sports Ultimate Team, you know, like if you think about this sort of shit, people like they want more hands on the reins of their experience when they're playing fantasy. They want like the athletes that they like on their team. They want to get like the best, best roster, you know, and compete with that throughout the season. So, and they just like want to be the best. They want different ways of knowing whether it's like winning a league, winning the whole season, different like uh, uh, ways of understanding like how good you are. So mm -hmm. we're trying to kind of put all these pieces together and Rainmakers football is really this first foray into building NFT driven fantasy games. So the way it will work is um, obviously like going to be a series of announcements. We want to kind of onboard as many people as possible going into the season, get the word out. But basically like, the way it will work is through buying packs, through winning auctions, through competing in fantasy contests, you build a collection of player cards, like NFTs that represent an athlete. And some of them are like very, very scarce, like one of one Rainmaker tier. Some of them are core where there's lots of them, you know, and based on how scarce of the card you have, you can play in like bigger, more exclusive contests with better present. So, that's kind of like the core engine. So the idea is you wanna build up a great collection. You wanna have a lot of uh, athletes that might fill different roles. Like in week one, the best quarterbacks, the best running backs, wideouts might be different than in week two and week three. Mm -hmm. You know that from playing fantasy. So you kind of wanna build up a great collection. You wanna have a lot of pieces to work with and then pick and choose your spots to compete for a huge variety of different you know, NFTs, cash prizes, experiences, you know, um, uh, we're really looking to create like a lot of options so that you can really chase after the prizes that you want. Um, almost think of it like one of those auctions where you put the tickets in a bunch of different, you know, maybe there's 40 different things that you could win and you're putting your tickets in, you know, the things that you're hoping you win. Um, 
it's kind of like that idea. So we want to put the control in the hands of the player in terms of you know what they're playing for, in terms of you know the rosters that they're constructing. And uh, we also created a few different ways throughout the season where people can understand the strength of their collection, you know, various achievements that you can earn during the season if you if you hit certain milestones on your collection. So all of this is really, really just getting started now with field pass. The field pass is the first drop. What that means is basically, if you have a field pass, you will receive a card in the first ever drop, like the alpha, alpha, alpha drop of Rainmakers football. So there's a total of 10,220 cards in the field pass across mm -hmm. the different tiers. The scarcest one is Rainmaker where there's 20 and then the least scarcest core where there's 7,500. Mm. And so everybody who's holding a field pass will receive, you know, the alpha, 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 first ever airdrop of like a Rainmaker's card in that scarcity tier. So that's going on right now. And, you know, tremendous reception. What I've really seen is it's just like core of early adopters who they just kind of understand like DraftKings is a company that executes well, that's going to build a great game. You know, we've put out very little information at this stage about like how the game works, what the drops will look like, um, you know, total amount of NFTs we're minting throughout the program. All of that is still like pretty limited in terms of the info. And that's sort of deliberately so, you know, the people buying the field pass, I think this will be the first 1% of players, probably will be a lot of the bigger people that, you know, choose to adopt the game and really go after it. But you have to have a little bit of conviction, I think, to be buying a field pass at this stage. And that's all part of like our, our overall thinking. And then come come July, you know, that's when I think the full set of information will be out there. People will start buying packs, doing more auctions and building their collection. So, so cool. that's a quick summary. Let's end with this because I know we're wrapping up. The bear market is here, but within the bear, creativity comes in. The goblins thing is out of control. I don't know if that's hit your radar yet, Kalish. A free mint yeah. uh, that is ripping right now. Um, and so like just a lot of fun around, around these really cool execution, best operating team, best marketing plan. Like I love this era. I'm excited about the next year to watch things flush out. And I think we're seeing that the best projects are rising to the top solidifying, people are consolidating, selling off for losses on things that are not as good going into the stronger projects. It's gonna be a really interesting summer. Yeah, I think so too. The Goblin stuff is pretty funny. I went on a Twitter space. It was like, like the Goblins Twitter spaces and it was just like 600 people and all of the speakers were just grumbling and like I know. no English, it was just talking in Goblin or whatever language. I don't know if they named the, the goblin language that they're speaking. And yeah, it's just this little world inside of Twitter that I've really noticed. Um, yeah, I think NFT land kind of needed that because this coincided with what at least local bottom, it seemed like the bottom, bottom, bottom of everything, like stock yeah. getting absolutely like clobbered mm -hmm. across the board, FUD everywhere. Mm -hmm. crypto down super super bad i think eth was like 1700 bitcoin was like 27k whatever um 
NFT was just like low days. I noticed OpenSea had a couple like lowest volume days uh, of the year, you know, coinciding around this. And the one bright spot that was popping was this goblins, you know, little world inside of Twitter. And I think that that was necessary. Like you needed some bright spot. I know people who maybe missed out on it or weren't in. I'm not in. I'm not in yet either, but I'm like pumped for them. Yeah, yeah. I'm like really happy to see a group just kind of thrive, even in a very difficult set of circumstances like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we know this is all cyclical. Things kind of go up, go down, mm-hmm. go up, go down. One day you're the best thing ever. One day you suck. One day you're the best. Um, but yeah, to like cut through how much FUD and negativity was out there at that time. Really, really cool. And they did it in such an authentic, like, crypto way just with like this insanely it was just like goofy you know it was like these goofy goblins people acting strange um it just was nice it was nice to see something like that i agree all right good stuff a lot of fun very good game one tonight got my business attire on because it's a business meeting 9 p.m I mean, you look fantastic. By the time everybody hears this, the game result will be known. But like, yes, you know, go Celtics. One twenty-two, one oh seven, Warriors. Yeah, game one. All right, you guys were staying out. Love everyone. See ya. Love you. Age and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/marketplace for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER in Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Wyoming. 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado and New Hampshire. 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org/chat in Connecticut. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. 8778-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK 467-369 in New York. Visit OPGR.org in Oregon. Call or text the Tennessee Red Line 1-800-889-9789 or 1-888-532-3500 in Virginia. 21 plus only. 18 plus in New Hampshire and Wyoming. Physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Michigan, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full terms and conditions. No results guaranteed. Void were prohibited. Eligibility restrictions apply. See www.draftkings.com sportsbook for full details. Odds and lines are subject to change.